So, you ready to start a podcast? Well, Spotify for Podcasters is the absolute perfect solution. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters. They make it super easy to record and edit right from your computer. And not only that, it lets you distribute your content everywhere and even earn cash. And the best part, it's absolutely free. You literally have no excuse. So I suggest you go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters and start creating today. No, no, it, it was adultery and it definitely wasn't for me to be whole but I did feel it was an escapism and it was what I thought would bring peace. You know, it's so interesting. Dated multiple people throughout my life um, and was faithful in very unhealthy relationships and was faithful. And now I find myself married and what, seven, eight years later, I'm, I'm in an affair and what happened was with Shannon's pornography and his affairs, it just broke me. And I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to show you that I can do you better than you can do you. Welcome to Hardly Initiated where real men talk real shit. <laughs> it is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, and I'm rocked off. Popped off with Ryan Catchings. Yo, How you that, feeling, that energy is elite every time, man. We're about to go deep on this one. Though. And see, the energy is all because of the pre-show conversation. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> a secret. That's a secret to it's a good show. pre-show conversation. We're going to teach y'all about this soon. Don't, don't worry. But look, listen. Right now, I'm about to shift from me over... Let me, let me even back this up. Because we got this thing, this hashtag going on in our culture right now called... <laughs> relationship goals right <laughs> listen i'm not really rocking with y'all relationship goals because who i'm about to show y'all is the real relationship goals this is your marriage mentors marriage mentor right now that we about to pop off right now we got the founders of marriage inc Shannon and Shirley here yeah, on the couch. Welcome to Harley yeah. Initiated. What up? <laughs> yes, oh my goodness. Glad, so glad to be here, man. Goals. Yes. All right. First of all, I just like the optics of that. Keep the camera on. Keep the camera <laughs> Yo, on them. So listen, I, I want them to hold on, hold on. Don't even pop it off yet, Ryan. Look at this beautiful brown mature you see the you see here you see the the gray hairs the gray hairs popping out their heads meaning they done made it through some shit right and they still are happily and successfully married and we about to be breaking that down this show hey don't forget about the matching hoodies though that's how you know it's real hoodies that make it what's that whose idea was that because usually the ladies the ladies always want to match with the guys whose idea was to match with the hoodies uh, now we trying to well, we, we yeah, trying to extend the brand as often as we yeah, can. Okay, so uh, so she decided to go with the pistachio. That's the pistachio right there. Okay, and this is the it's navy. Nice. This is the navy. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, my queen. Yeah. Notice the pop of <laughs> notice the pop of uh, Jezebel red. <laughs> Jezebel red. <laughs> Damn. Matching the heart you on know, the on the hoodie. Yeah. And that's I guess that's how you guys keep it spicy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Among other things, okay. among other, among other so, things. So please, guys, do me a favor. You you guys have made it 
Man, I, I, I want to let's let's start with what you do first, okay? Let, let's just start there. We're gonna be brief with what you do because he, first of all, I'm stamping them. They are more than qualified to be in this conversation. Absolutely. But if you can just briefly, so we can get to the good stuff, tell these, tell the audience what you guys do, your gift to the world. <laughs> Did you get the tap? Did you just see the tap? You'll see that from a time to time. We'll be That's that communication. <laughs> yeah. Nonverbal. 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 Man, we are just, we are a, a couple that, um, that, that has decided and dedicated our lives to just really helping people figure out the marriage space. And do it in a way that's entertaining, that is uh, that is engaging, that's educational and transformational. And and you know the stuff that we we've experienced, the the hell that we've experienced, um, we just really want to help people avoid going down and having those same pitfalls that we had. And so I, I, I remember, you know, what 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 even got me on to is just trying to help people with relationships. I was this surely is my second marriage, and uh, I was married before. Went to my father-in-law, kind of prominent minister, um, and I said, uh, "Man, I'm having problems." And uh, he just he gave me no advice. Mm. He walked me around the outside of his 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 office building like he he didn't even want to bring me in. Like I felt like I was an embarrassment to him, you know. And um, so we walked around the parking lot, and he just told me, "Man, go get your wife." And I was like, "How you do that? <laughs> I don't know what to do." And um, and so we ended up divorcing, and I, I went and, and got stationed in Germany, and, um, and 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 I went through absolute hell. I'm talking about drinking myself to sleep, and I was drinking. I, I was drinking heavy. I was drinking Cisco. You know what Cisco is? No. no. Oh yeah. You know what like Wild Irish Rose or yeah. Mad Dog 2020? No, oh, that yeah. was low level. So, so they had <laughs> right, right. So they had this stuff called Cisco, and I used to take peach Cisco and mix it with orange juice. And drink it till I went to sleep. Mm. Wow! And uh, you could see a line of clothes from the door to the to my sofa. To you know, I just started peeling my clothes off. I was depressed, and I had nobody to talk to. I had nobody to turn to. And then, even though we had early on been helping people, you know, and talking to people about their marriages when we were even dating or uh, um, or when we initially got married, when we started having problems, I didn't have nobody. At least I thought. And then the two men that I spoke to, man, they poured so much into me that um, one, it caused me to stay in my marriage, and two, it, it made me want to uh, give that same kind of information to other people. So, and then my wife is just naturally, uh, she's she's coaching from the time she gets up in the morning to the time she goes to sleep. She's talking to someone about relationships. So it's just in her. It's in us innately. You know, to talk about it. So when you talk, when you say, hey, we got an hour and a half, we got an hour, we got, right. like, we don't have nothing else on the calendar, uh, on the schedule <laughs> after this. So we could talk as long as we want. You can create 79 episodes <laughs> Excellent. if you want. Excellent. Because we're just here to just pour as much as we have, you know. Now, Shirley, I do have a question for you. So when you met Shannon and, you know, you were aware that he, you know, um, was recently divorced, were you apprehensive at all about, you know, beginning a new relationship with him? I wasn't. Um, wow. Yeah, I was kind of green. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, not a lot of world experience. Um, so to me, it was just, I just saw what was in front of me, mm. you know. And, and initially, though, <laughs> he, I wasn't feeling him and he wasn't feeling me. I remember him saying, oh, I can never marry you. 
And I was like, well, nigga, I mean, that's what it was, you know, and, um, you know, he married me for my booty. Right. No, that's not why I married you. I met you for me. your booty. <laughs> he, he, he took that's me out right. because he saw the booty. And uh, so then it went from there. And I was like, oh, he's different. I saw that thing in church was like, whoa. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm a tomboy, so I would wear like big clothes and, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So he didn't know. So he was like, oh. And our friends were like, oh, y'all should. And, and we both was like, nah, we cool. Like, she's cool. I'm like, he's cool, but that's it. And so, but then, yeah, he saw me at church and he saw that booty. It was a wrap. And then, saw that he, thing and, then, and, then and then a couple Slam. days later, he wanted to ask me on a date. So, I get, Listen, ladies, continue to work on those glutes. It will help you find a husband. Absolutely. <laughs> glutes matter. <you> know? <laughs> glutes matter. <laughs> yes. Glutes matter. So that's, so, that, so that's awesome. So you guys meet, this is after the first failed marriage, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So after you have this failed marriage, yes. where do you now begin? Ooh, that sounds so <laughs> sound know, right? failed marriage. <laughs> I, I guess, I mean. That's the, what it was. It's That's a what failed it was. marriage, okay. right? Okay. Where do you begin to now rebuild yourself at this stage when you have, for anybody, mm-hmm. like where should they go now to now reinvent themselves to get to that next level? And, you know, what, what should they take from that? So so where I went was I became ultra uh, aware of my authenticity. I had decided that that purchasing a house or getting a car or an apartment, I had to level up my, my uh, application process, my <laughs> vetting process to those types of significant events. So I had dedicated myself to being authentic and being honest. And so when I met Shirley, mm-hmm. the first thing I did was I laid down all my faults. I did a, a like a relationship credit report, right? You know <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, wait. Do you recommend that other people do this? Or yes, it- yes, by all means. I, 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 I said, listen, I got a problem. And, and at the time when I met her, I, was, I had left the mili- uh, military, and um, I was focusing on being a, a motivational speaker, and the route for that was becoming a preacher, Mm. So I, I went down to a school in Huntsville, Alabama called Oakwood University, well, Oakwood College at the time, but Oakwood University now. And I was going there to study ministerial theology. And so, but I had this, I, one of the challenges that I had is I had a real bad problem with pornography. Like, like it, it had become, it had taken a foothold in my life. And I was like, well, I shouldn't be, ha- I shouldn't have this. If I'm trying, if I'm working to be a, a, a minister of the gospel, I shouldn't be have I shouldn't be enjoying watching pornography. So that's one of the challenges I had. Told her about that. Hey, my credit ain't good. My credit is horrible. As a matter of fact, I'm a horrible money manager. I just I mean I just ran it down. Or oh, you verbalized the pornography yes, issue. Yes, yes. Wow. I presented, you were very vulnerable. I presented her wow. with everything so that she could make a logical decision for herself. This is the man whom I am seeking to be in relationship with, and this is who he is, and these are his faults. Now you decide, and um, and that was and that's the way I've purposed to live my life since that time because I wasn't being authentic. Wow. Like I like while I was married, real quick, real quick story. Stupid. I was dumb, not being authentic, not even not 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 really knowing who I I was at the time. So my ex was like, you know, I don't like the fact that you snore. And I used to sing in groups and choirs and all kinds of stuff. And she's like, I don't like the fact that you snore. 
and uh, it keeps me up, it blah, 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 it's, it's, it's not, you know. It's, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I, I'm, I'm probably snoring because I have some sort of airway blockage. So I, got, I went and had surgery and had my tonsils taken out. Wow. And since then, my voice hasn't been the same. And, you know, I, I had some complications. I recovered. I'm fine. I'm standing. I'm sitting here. This is God knows how many, 30 years, 40 years later, right? But you really adjusted your anatomy. Yes. Because of her opinion. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And now, if she would have said, you snore and I'm concerned, maybe we should get you a sleep study. <laughs> right. That's different. That's right? a caring wife. Right. But <laughs> the, the fact that, you know, what you're doing is keeping me up. And, but I, I was so, I was so green and wanted to just please and be, and be what I needed to be that I was like, okay, I'll, 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 I'll go under the knife. I'll, and now that I understand what that means, um, I would never do that again. You was being at that time, the stereotypical nice guy, mm. just kind of, you know, not, like you said, not being your authentic self mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just doing something out of the sheer op- opinion and thoughts of somebody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And wow. so uh, I had just, I had I had dedicated myself to never be like that again. Mm. I was already a person that was upfront. Now I was going to be ultra ultra upfront and ultra transparent, um, ultra, ultra you know just open with who I was. And you can either take it or leave it. I love that. So you you pretty much sounds like you had a plan to do the inner work. Mm-hmm. So but. If you just got out of this relationship that didn't work, you know, and you now, you know, dating Shirley, mm-hmm. did you think at that at that point that you were still interested in the marriage? Yes. Or, wow. Interested in being married? And being married. Yes. Even oh, yeah. after the first. Oh yeah, I knew. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not designed to to be by myself. I'm designed to. What you doing? Oh, I ain't doing nothing. I'm just. Oh okay. Mm. I'm I'm designed like that's that's who I am, and um, it just. It's sometimes uh, uh, it, it does. It's counterintuitive, right? Because you know the breakups and things of that nature, and the challenges are so painful and so so hurtful. But I knew, hey, hey I'm I'm not I'm not. She'll tell you all the time. She says she says if we if if we were to die, if I mean if one of her if like she died, that I would I would I would be in a relationship. Like I mean I I mourned. But I get it. I get it. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be. So she, so she already know what the situation is. <laughs> right, right, right. I know what it is. And she said, but she says the opposite. I don't believe her. But and I and I tell her I wouldn't even want you to do that. Mm-hmm. Like why? Especially if something happened while we were like young, like in our fifties and sixties. Like why would why would you want to spend? You got thirty more years left, and you got to you got to do that time alone. Like nah. He said, do that time alone. Right. <laughs> Shirley, I want to ask you this because we had a really great episode with uh, Brittany, the breakup lawyer. Yeah. And um, you know she's a divorce attorney, and we asked her, you know, what her philosophy was on marriage. Like, is is your philosophy that marriage is a forever thing? And her response was, well, what 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 do you know that is forever, right? And I'm like, well, nothing. And she was like, well, yeah, that's the, her, that's the way she's going into these relationships or her clients advising them to go into these relationships that this may not last. So what is you guys' uh, personal philosophy on marriage? Well, it, it lasts or it does not last because of your choosing. So if I'm going into a relationship saying, well, it may not last, why am I getting married? I might as well just date you. When it comes to marriage, there are so many elements that, you don't get when you're dating. And so if I'm going into marriage, we're, com- we're, we're combining everything. Marriage is two people becoming one. That's not what dating is. 
right? And so we have two people becoming one. Are you going to get rid of yourself? No, mm -hmm. you are forever until you're no longer here. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we signed up for. We're signing up. When I married Shannon, it wasn't like, oh, man, I hope this works out. No. I literally thought from the standpoint of we're here until I die or he dies. Till one of us is gone. That's it. So, I mean, I don't agree with that philosophy. Mm. It's, we're, we're in this together so, forever. So in, in, in that thinking, right, she also, uh, among many divorce lawyers, they recommend that you should also every, she said every couple should have prenuptial agreements in place because a prenuptial agreement is, you know, pretty much how you divvy up the assets. Mm -hmm. It's like a will, if you will, for the marriage. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, you know, we've had other brothers that said, nope, you know, life and death is in the, you know, in the tongue and the mind. And, you know, a prenuptial agreement is planning for death. And then other people say that's just responsible, you know, proper planning. <laughs> so what's your guys' thoughts on prenuptial agreements and how you should engage in that? Is that something that you think could be cursing a marriage? I think you, I think with a prenup, you're literally already going in it with a seed of mistrust. Mm -hmm. So w what comes from that? You understand? So that, again, is saying, this may not be forever, so let me do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. No, I'm going, this is forever. Right, and so, so it, now doing a prenup and, 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 and initiating a trust are two totally different things. See, I'm going into this forever, so if I want to legally say how I want things to be divvied up, then I, I establish a trust that has wills and, and, and insurances and all of the things necessary to carry on after whatever this is or whatever this is doesn't continue, right? So, but what it does, a trust says legacy and future. A prenup says this is over the past and we not, so what you're saying is two different things. What you're, you're speaking life when you establish a trust. You are planting seeds of death when you, when you even enter into a conversation about a prenup. If, if now you have to now decide whether or not uh, she's worth half. Easy. Easy. She can have half of whatever we build together or whatever we had because whatever happened before we got married helped to shape who she is and what she brought to the relationship. So this, this, this kind of mentality of hoarding and saying, no, I got to keep it all because I built this and I, right? So when I'm doing this, I can't do this. Mm. Mm. It's almost impossible. That's interesting. It's, it's even called a trust. Right, right, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. The irony in that. That's interesting. But prenuptials? Ah, I don't know. That just says, it's, 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 that's, that, that just says, now, now you might, I've heard some people compare a prenup to life insurance, but we're talking about two different things. Mm -hmm. We're talking about mer the merging, two becoming one, not two people uh, 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 coming together and existing, right? That's why it's so hard. Becoming one, if you think about it from a, from a Christian construct, God has a sick, funny sense of humor. Because how can you get two to become one? So I'm going to do something with y'all real quick. So just kind of move your mic closer to you, right? 
Now, out in front of you, put your hands together. So I want to demonstrate to you how difficult marriage is, all right? So you have one, mar one hand is you and one hand is your partner, all right? Now, what I want you to do is I want you to push your hands together so hard that they become one hand. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's not happening. It's, it? not, it's happening. not happening. Right, right. So you can put your hands down. Right. That. So. So then, imagine now, because that's what it says going around this heart. Therefore, shall a man and a woman leave their mother and father and cleave to one another, and the two shall become one flesh. You know what he's saying there? I'm, you're about to enter into the most difficult, challenging, close to impossible thing that you could ever do. But I'm commanding you to do it for a reason. Because once that oneness happens, you literally can do it. Do, can, can, do we got time? Can I talk about it? Yes, talk about absolutely. It. Right, talk okay. about it. All right. So we talk, let me, all right, let me take you down this road a little bit, right? So the two becoming one. The goal of the oneness being at uh, uh, together uh, 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 as, as one, right? The goal of that is so that now you can have dominion over the earth. And having dominion says that whatever I set my mind to, that I can do, right? So here, God, uh, uh, there was a, a, a point in time, like somewhere in Genesis, I'm not a chapter and verse kind of guy. I don't be quoting it like that. But I, generally speaking, there was a story about a tower that was built called the Tower of Babel. And God said, uh, he was checking out what was going on, and he said, let's go down and see what they're doing. Now, that's oxymoronic. Like, why does God need to go down and see when he sees everything, <laughs> right? right? But he kind of knew what they were doing. But he said to whom, somebody, uh, he said, let us go down. So they come down, and he says this. He said, looking at what they were doing, if they could, being on one accord, speaking the same language, accomplish this, then nothing they put their minds to, they won't be able to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So the oneness ensures that whatever we, we set our minds to, there's nothing we wouldn't be able to accomplish as long as we're on the same page, as long as we're on one accord, as long as we are, as long as we are operating as one or we become one. That's the caveat. And what people, when you do a prenup, you, 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 you're already saying we're not one. Yeah. We not yeah. on we not we not on the same sheet of music. Do you agree with this? Well, no, I don't agree with it, but I'll sign it if you want. You already starting off mm. not on one accord. So you're guaranteeing almost that your relationship is going to fail. Why would you do that? You don't do that to a child. That's you interesting. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that to a fledgling business unless, you know, to, um, you know, right. uh, you know, entrepreneur to entrepreneur. Some people don't understand the entrepreneurial experience. Right. And so they will say Get a job, you know, right, 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 right. But entrepreneur to entrepreneur, you wouldn't speak that death to someone that you cared about. Nah, that's forever. There's entrepreneur. It's forever, right? Okay, so the prenup thing. I'm now. See, I'm gonna be honest with you. After the episode with her, mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna carry prenups in my pocket just right. in case, right? But right. now, see, seeing y'all, 25 years of marriage, and hearing you, you know, drop some some game on us. I'm like, okay, well, maybe maybe not the prenup. So if I decide, hey, I don't, you know, to stay away from the prenup. What is the main thing that I can do to ensure that I am with the right person? You want me Because I, I don't feel like I'm talking to you. <laughs> when she has something to say, she'll say it's going to be the, the, the nuclear bomb. Right. But um, 
So a- ask the question again. So the main thing, because so if I'm, you know, I'm staying away from the prenup. So mm-hmm. I got to make sure that if I'm not going to do a prenup, I got to be with the right one. Is there one or two things that are vital pre-marriage that I should be doing with, you know, my my significant other? So let me ask you a quick question first. So I'll answer the question with a question. What when you, you're with this young lady? Yeah. You're trying to decide if you know, I should take the next step. If I should take the next the, the next step. So just just fundamentally, if who she is is diametrically opposed to who you are. That's that's like that's like a start. So you have to ask certain questions. You have to almost enter into an interrogative space or a discovery phase that doesn't include sex. Because when you introduce sex as a as a variable in the relationship equation, would you trust a crackhead? <laughs> no, no, she they'd they right? be under the influence. Right. They under the influence, right? <laughs> Right. So so there so there's a neurochemical process going on in the body that when you are in having a sexual experience, it, it your body excretes dopamine. Dopamine is the body's heroin. Right. So now you're in a relationship that you don't intend to go anywhere and you're entering into something that you should not be doing in the first place because it's given to you for a reason. Forget the scriptural, religious, forget all that stuff. It's just not wise to be having premarital sex if you're planning on going further on in a relationship because you can't make wise decisions. So hold on, wait, because you just lost the whole audience just now. <laughs> so l- l- let me try to see if we could bring make this a little more bite-sized. Okay. Do you think that someone should not have sex at all from the point of contact to marriage, or is it a phase at which they should fast from sex to see and get, get that clarity and then vet their partner to make a decision, which one is it? Well, well, there's there's two answers to that question. But the first answer is you should not be having sex with another human being before you get married. Wow. <laughs> Period. <laughs> now, 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 see, we've we've heard this before, but some, most people would call that an antiquated approach. To I like that for all women, though. All women, I, I think. That's <laughs> right. But see, like in in, in twenty. In 2023, do you really even think that's a that's a realistic approach or advice to give people for them to have success? Yes. The reason why I think that is because in 2022, there's still crackheads. <laughs> there's still base heads. There's still uh, meth heads. There's right. So you are you are interrupting a process that God designed in the body. I'm talking, I'm talking physiology now. I'm not even talking morality or anything of that nature. When the only thing that a, especially, a, 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 okay, so there's this thing called the Coolidge effect. Dr. Coolidge had rats. And what he did was he put a, a, a stimulus in the limbic portion of the brain that would, once the rats hit the electrode, it would send an electrical impulse to the, the center of the brain that produces dopamine, right? And so they did that, and so all, all of a sudden the rat wasn't interested in anything else except the dopamine hit over and over and over. No food, no suitable mate. So introducing a female rat into the equation. Oh, he was gone. Right? He wasn't even think, He was not thinking about nothing else but stimulating that dopamine response. This is what's happening in the body sexually. 
But after the dopamine response, there are two more responses that are absolutely necessary. That second response is a is called uh, ah is well the third response is called oxytocin. The oxytocin is a neurochemical that that uh, bonds you to another. So when a woman is breastfeeding, she's uh, producing or or, or uh, oxytocin is being stimulated in her body and also in the baby's body. But as a human, when I do this, if I if I touch your hands, shake your hand and hug you. That is producing an oxytocin response, which bonds us to each other, which makes us feel more familiar, right? And then, oh, what's this? Uh, 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 um, uh, the, uh, the, the, the middle uh, neurochemical process, I, I'm, I'm uh, prolactin. It is the prolactin response. It is the phase by which men are not interested in sex after ejaculation. That's a phase. It could be hours or it could be days. Post-nut clarity. Right, post nut clarity. <laughs> That's what it is. That's post nut clarity. Right. Wow. It's where, and the only time that that process changes is when you introduce another suitable mate into that that man's environment, based on the Coolidge study. As long as he was in with the one that he copulated with, he wasn't interested in sex again for anywhere from 24 hours to three days, <laughs> right? So this process is a part of the neurochemical process that bonds you to another human being. You should want to be with them so bad that it's almost like a drug, but then you should have a refractory period where you can have clarity of thought, and then you have a moment in time where you're bonding. That is what solidifies a relationship, right? Now imagine doing that with... 30 women, 20 women, 15 mm. women, five women. Now you connected to, and now you have to decide whether or not you should break up with one of them. And you bonded to them. That oxytocin bonding, imagine ripping a, a baby out of a woman's arms. You ain't doing that. That's why women go balls to the wall for their children. Not simply because they're their children, but they have bonded with them, and it is unbreakable bond. That's it's, what chemical. it's chemical. It's chemical. So now you're chemically bonded to a woman that you have to decide, and now she's going through your phone. Wow. And so now, now imagine being with a woman who everything seems to be like, this is the one I want to be with. And you have sex with her, and it's like, dang, she whack, because old girl was like, hitting it. The top was crazy. You're literally thinking, I don't need to marry her simply because of your other experiences. I know somebody who, on both ends, I knew somebody who got with a guy, had a friend who was with him. She said his penis was like this, literally. But the girl who married him was a virgin. So she didn't have anything to compare it to. Wow. But my friend, she was with a dude who was like... Huge. Right? She was like, this dude could never do anything for me because I've been with this dude. But his wife, who was a virgin, she didn't have that same mindset. Like, it's so much that can happen when we put ourselves out there and we're not married to somebody. You are constantly fighting to not compare them to somebody else. It's like overexposure. It affects your Oh, relationship it does a lot of times you find yourself wanting the person that you're with to be like somebody else mm -hmm. so you put 
a pressure on them. And then it begins to cause resentment. And they're like, what the heck is going on? Mm. Because in your world that they don't know about that you're in, you're comparing them to somebody else. You want her to be like your little throat you goat. But you, yeah. it's, that's true though. He got throat goat problems. No, because I've, I've had conversations where I'm talking to my, my buddies, you know what I mean? And, you know, we talking about, you know, chicks that I'm not interested in, you know, having a serious relationship with. And, you know, they might ask me, you know, how was the type of deal? And I might be like, it was okay. They're like, oh, you know, what was, what was wrong with it? And in my mind, it was nothing wrong. But, but I, what I am thinking, it just wasn't like, this, this thing, this other thing that I experienced. So I actually, now that I think about that, it's like the more people you interact with in that very intimate space, the more convoluted your thoughts and decision making become. And you, and you, and you introduce, you introduce spirits, man, like energies. Yes. You, you introduce that. I mean, I mean, you sitting, I'm sitting supposed to be making love to Shirley and then old girl pops up in my head. Right. And so now I'm like, okay, how am I how, how am I even supposed to maintain this kind of mm-hmm. special relationship that we had? And I got multiple old girls, like just mm-hmm. boom, like boom, that you know, oh, she wouldn't do it like that, or oh, she would have treated me like this, or or she would have done this this way. And it's like, how do you that that's one of the dangers of pornography. One of the dangers of pornography is uh, as much as we would like it not to be this way. It's a comparison thing. Mm-hmm. It's a comparison thing. It's like, will 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 the, my lover perform or, or or appear to perform in the same way? You got young men that are watching porn and looking at you know you know BBCs like I ain't never gonna be if this what it takes. <laughs> Right? They de- depressed. Right. After that, they after depressed. They see one BBC. They want to want to take take themselves out. They like <laughs> if this one is going to take to satisfy a woman. Right. Right. I ain't got that. I ain't never going to get that. Right. And, and 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 man, it's it's so. It's, so can I pay devil's advocate? Mm-hmm. Of course, mm-hmm. because there you are... seem kind of devilish anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Facts. Facts. Now, what I would say is. I've seen many successful or what seems to be successful. And by the way, these are the coaches of many of the most influential couples that we know on a daily basis and many couples. And many of these probably people that you're coaching, whether they're successful or not, I'm sure none of them probably went in with no no premarital sex. So obviously there's ways to have a successful marriage Mm -hmm. without not having sex Mm -hmm. at all. Yes. Okay. We Mm -hmm. had a lot of sex. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, we had a lot of sex. So, so I, I, so, I mean, if there is a way mm-hmm. to have sex mm-hmm. and have a marriage, what does that look like? Is there a healthy way to actually still have sex with this person and court them and vet them with still having a clear mind and making good decisions? Can that all coexist? No. Mm-mm. It just can't. I'm not making an interesting podcast host right now. No. I get it. I get it. It's just like it's like, can you buy a house with bad credit? Yeah, but you're gonna be paying hella, hella, hella hella interest rates, and and your closing costs gonna be crazy. And you know, is this you know, is this you know, you know all y'all know all the different you know funding you know options that are out there. Some are real easy and simple. Can you do it? Yes. 
Will it be as smooth? I mean, you listen, you hear the stories of the most put together women mm-hmm. go crazy once a man break up with her or you know, something happens. They call it digmatized. Guaranteed. <laughs> it, right. She, she got digmatized. And you're looking at her, you're looking at her like, God, this this a, this a 10. Like, you know, she's this and I'm that. I'm telling but, you, that's real. Wow. I got a video for y'all after this, but <laughs> anyway. Oh, anyway. Listen, yo, 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 <laughs> listen, when y'all watch that video, y'all gonna tell him to wrap it up. But, but, nothing more than put it up. Just put it away. Like, put it on the shelf. But let me say, but let me tell you. <laughs> but check this out. Check this out. Because as, as somebody who is coaching and seeing couples on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. what is the common challenges that y'all are seeing, you know, married couples face in their relationships? I mean, the, 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 I think the common denominator, uh, denominator is people are, are, are not aware of who they marry. Mm-hmm. They don't understand how they're wired. You know, we were during the pre-show, we were talking about the disc assessment, right? Uh, but there, there are multiple personality dis- uh, assessments out there. But they're all designed to help you have a better understanding of who is doing the assessment, right? And what we have found fundamentally is that more often than not, people think that something is being done to them, right? So a a woman that has a man who is a high D, who is uh, demanding and direct and what have you, they think they're being um, an asshole or a dick or, or whatever, and that's not that's not the truth. But you saw this. But while you were at the dinner table, and he was direct with the waitress, you thought he was being a man. You thought he was being, you know, that's how you know a man should be. But no, that's this. This is who he is. He's direct. He's he he. It comes from his his brain right to his mouth, and he's saying it. Do you want a man that's like that? But most people don't consider who that person is. They think something is being done to them. And it's not. It's just that's just who that's who they are. So you recommend every couple take a personality assessment. Is Some it, is sort it prior of. to marriage? You prior to that? even dating. Wow. You should you should you should be able to do a rudimentary assessment, which I did with you guys when I asked were you outgoing or reserved? I asked were you task oriented or people oriented? That's rudimentary. So you can even ask that on a date. You can, you can ask, ask that on a date. Right to understand how what how would we work together, but this is the key to the disc assessment. The key to personality assessments is not knowing how you're wired. That's twenty percent. The key is understanding how the other person is wired, mm. and then being able to deal with them based on who you are, through who you are. If I it, like it, it, after we've met, I know now from a personality perspective. What kind of energy to bring you guys? Mm. So in, down the road, y'all be like, yo, Big Shan is crazy. Like, he's cool. Blah, blah, blah. blah, <laughs> yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. You're like, yeah, man. What they're saying is you felt a connection. Why you felt a connection was because of my personality and how I, dealed with, how I dealt with you and your personality. Now, mm. that will require for people to really date with intent. Date mm-hmm. with intention. Mm-hmm. And that's, 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 that's. That's one of Shirley's catchphrases. Is like, if we out here, we out here willy nilly, just we out here willy nilly dating, bro. And, and y'all, it, I wouldn't pay to be y'all right now without intention. Mm, mm. The pandemic stuff spread like it was because people were 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 not living 
with intention, right? They were just out here raw dogging it, just not even care, <laughs> right, <laughs> just right. doing whatever, right? right? And, and so many people, I, didn't, I think so many people did, died because and got sick because people were not being intentional. Wear your gloves, wear your mask, you know, hand sanitizer, why? Like, I'll be very, very intentional. People was like, whatever, I'm gonna do what I want and live how I want and let the chips fall where they may. Right, so the the knowing, right? That's the knowledge. <coughs> Excuse then me. the understanding. That's the not taking it personal. But you have to be honest with yourself. Are you willing to accept? Because you may know and have the knowledge and understand who you're dealing with, and try to make yourself accept it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do that, and you're just messing up. You have to be willing to say, you know what? I can't accept it. If you got to call off the wedding, you got to call off the engagement. If you're standing you at the altar, the, whatever. That's how, that's how we think. Because if you cannot accept who that person is, and accepting means it's not saying, oh, you can just act a whole plum fool. No, but it's just saying who you are, if it's not going against principle, if it's not going against the values that I hold, then I'm willing to accept it. Whether you change or not, I'm going into this saying I'm going to allow you to be who you are. I'm going to give you that level of comfortability to be who you are. And if you're not willing to give somebody the level of comfortability to be who they choose to be, then you need to walk away. Mm -hmm. You need to walk away. And that's the problem. A lot of us are not allowing our spouse to be who they choose to be. Mm. That's why when you choose them from the door, you need to make sure that that's the case. Because if somebody never changes, then what? And that's what you're saying you when gotta you're married. End, you got to end it. That's they what you're saying. Change. Right. So that's why when you're dating, that's why you have to choose wisely. You have to choose from the standpoint of if this person never changes, that's the question you guys need to ask yourself mm-hmm. when you are dating and you're thinking about getting married. If they never change, can I live with that? For the rest of my life. For the life. rest of my life. And if so, move forward. But if they never change, should you live with that? Mm-hmm. Well, some challenges you're like, it irks me, it gets on my nerves. But if that never changes, it's not fundamental. It's it, like it's not life altering, right? And and when y'all say changing, y'all don't mean growth, right? Like, because I imagine, oh no, you you will t- who we are, who we were five years ago. That's not who we are today, right? Who we were ten years ago. That's not who we are today. So there there is growth, and you have to move with the growth. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like like we were talking about, if you're an outgoing person. And, um, and, and, and let's say your, 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 your lady friend says, you know, I don't like the fact that you're so butterfly and <laughs> so, so always pollinating. My, I, I, and then you, you fall back from doing that. You stop being who you are. And people are wondering, like, I get it. Why? Right? So it's like, sh- Shirley will, will see me because I'm the butterfly, right? Mm-hmm. Shirley will see me and she's just like, when he's, when he's done, it'll be time to go. She decided that. Right, because early was, on it wasn't like that. Because I'm like, why you gotta talk to why you why you why you gotta talk to people, to women, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> and but you know, in maturity, it's like that's who that's that's, who, that's he who he is. And just so just anybody that's interested, that's who I am too. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so right, but you know, I use changing growth synonymously. That's why I was confused. But you mean. If they don't change their person that from a personality perspective, mm-hmm. can you live with that? Can you live with that? that? Can you and that makes sense. Exactly. If their personality were to stay the same, could mm-hmm. you rock with this for a sustain? Mm-hmm. That does sound like a really great question. 
to those ask are, yourself. Those are principles, like the thing, all of the, really all the things that you guys talk about. Like I know we practice those in business. Like when we go to hire, you know, mm-hmm. somebody they they get the position if they want it, if they have the capacity to do it. So a lot of those, the same things that you guys are talking about, we apply them in business. But mm-hmm. it's crazy because I don't really take those same things into consideration when I'm when I'm dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I'm thinking about these universal principles and how I can go and start applying them to dating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's it is that's that's the beauty that's the beauty of marriage inc. Right. You know when we're coaching, like if you guys if you guys if I was coaching one of you two and, and your and your lady friends, right. Or, or you're, you know, you know, more serious, whatever, right? I would consider what you do, right? Because, oh, you know, if you're a doctor, you're a physician, you're you're a real estate professional, um, uh, 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 you know, you 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 focus on investment properties, things of this nature. It, it, now I utilize that because that's how that's what you live every day. So now you there are fundamental principles that make you successful at what you do that if you apply them to your marriage relationship it, you will have you will see equal mm-hmm. success. Mm-hmm. But most people want to most people don't want to even identify. They just it's kind of a willy-nilly just even a term falling in love, things of that nature. It's everything is just so uh, it just happens. And no, you no, you got to be very very intentional. Mm-hmm. This is why I said I didn't marry her for her butt. I married her intentionally because I saw that she would be a good mother. She would take care of me if I was sick. She would, like, there were some fundamental things that outside of her physical appearance to me that I thought, okay, if I choose this woman, this is going to be a, a fundamentally a good choice. And for the most part, I, I was correct. And as you've, you know, developed and grown this relationship, has your needs changed? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Around uh, 2000 and, and, um, 2016, uh, my life was changed like forever. I was diagnosed with cancer, and they removed a portion of my lung. So now Shirley is more of a caregiver than she than she has ever been in my life. Like if I don't if I eat, it's because she cooks. Wow. Right. It's um, you know we had to change our business approach. Um, when we came to Atlanta, we were coming to Atlanta to to launch uh, relaunch our dessert company, which we were building in Huntsville, Alabama. But spending that kind of time in the kitchen. It's just not possible. Um, I would. I didn't want to see her doing it, and I definitely couldn't do it. So that had to change. So I'm not as strong as I used to be. I'm not as uh, apparently to me virile as I used to be. Like a diminished man. What does virile mean? Uh, uh, sexual. You know, in my my. You know, stuff we used to do. You know, I used to try to put her toes back on. Her, <laughs> right, right, you know, right, right. All that stuff. It's like, uh, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing all that right now because I can't. Now, mind right. you, 2016, the carcinoid cancer, 2018, congestive heart failure, and last year, prostate cancer. So when we talk about vows, you end so we done been through it. All right, so the, the, so, the, so the person that I am now and the person that she is now, or like you said, five years ago, 10 years ago, those people didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. I was, wow. I, you know, stuff I was able to do back then, it's, it's just like... Just, just being a man, you know, cutting the grass and, you know, just being a man. I'm, I'm, I've changed. I'm different. And now imagine her saying, nope, it changed. You're not the same. This is what it used to. This is not what I signed up for. I'm out. No one would do that. It's a different mindset. Right. And, I, you know, one thing I, um, I, I really appreciate you guys for your work because 
even before the show we talked about this, mm-hmm. right now we're in a state where people are, you know, they don't really trust or even believe that people could make it through some things like that in this, mm-hmm. in this day and time. People don't even believe that, you know, you could really even have a long, healthy, sustainable relationship. People are mm-hmm. questioning marriage as a model mm-hmm. altogether mm-hmm. and even the benefits of it. And y'all were breaking down some things that I didn't even consider when y'all was talking about the benefits of marriage. Mm-hmm. Y'all broke down how not only does it benefit yourselves, you know, not only does it benefit your families, but a successful marriage actually pours over into the community. And I want y'all to go back to kind of talk about those things, like really go into like some of the benefits of a strong, healthy bond, that union, mm-hmm. really go into that. Cause I think people need, I think we've kind of lost what that looks like. And I don't think many people have even been able to experience Mm-hmm. some of the benefits of marriage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. directly. Even looking at my peers growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I only have th- two, I would say, relationships with couples that's been married over 15 years. And me personally, um, all my closest friends didn't have their fathers in their life. Most of them due to just pure neglect. One of my boys, his father's passed away. But just that lack of presence, mm-hmm. those relationships, we didn't feel mm-hmm. like the warmth mm-hmm. and get many of the you know, the benefits of a married family. So can, can, y'all, can you go into describing what that looks like and, and, and uh, how that benefits the community and everything around it? Well, I mean, I will say this. Um, w- one of the most profound things um, that uh, my son, Julani, Julani, he's, he's, he's like my twin almost, at least physically, even uh, mental, emotionally, he's, he's, we're very much alike. He said to me, we were just... Uh, just a random conversation. He just came up to me. He said, "Thank you for staying with my mother." I, it, it was it was it kind of threw me off a little bit. I was like, "That's weird that my son would say that," um, and because I didn't tell him that I was contemplating <laughs> ever contemplating leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe at some point in time we might have had the con- you know um, conversations or whatever. And um, there was a benefit to him staying us staying together, even though it wasn't perfect together. He felt a benefit. He felt that he was a better man. He 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 was a better prepared for life because we were together, and um, and it does his heart good, right? It doesn't break his heart. And why would I want to do anything to to my child to break my child's heart, right? And I and I hear people constantly say, you know, you shouldn't stay together for the kids. What's a what better reason is there than your legacy, your family, your future? Right. And so when you when you hear when you hear people talking about uh, fondly talking about um, like like so, so example, my son sitting with you and your friends would be a part of the conversation would be weird because mm. he had his dad the whole time. Right. And then he had his dad with his mom the whole time. Like that's a paradigm that he don't understand. Right. And so. Even in, in that interaction, it could be business, it could be friendship, it could be whatever, there might be some challenges because a certain group might not even feel understood by the fact that this young man is, it's almost like talking about, you know, uh, different races and how they experience a different life because, or different, uh, uh, um, um, have a, a step ahead because of some things that have gone on culturally or, or, or experientially in their relationships in their families. Well, my son now can have that conversation. So now now him having that conversation with other men mm-hmm. affects them. Mm-hmm. 
right? So now they want to come to our house to see who this mother and father are you talking about or who this family is that you're rapping about or who's this mother that or this father that you were able to have this kind of relationship with. That right there is a small effect. So how he how he views me, now he he is that way with his friends. Now his friends are seeing something that they would not have seen if I was not in his life. Like there's this these kinds of cascading effects that happen when you present um, a, a, a couple that is together in a family, church environment, the neighborhood that you live in, the bit, the, the company. I'm a, I'm a strong proponent of, um, I think that, uh, for example, pro sports, I think that uh, the, the, ch- the teams that have the best chance for, for a championship run are the teams that uh, consider family the, the most. Because you have less distractions. You have less things to bring you down, to, to weigh you down. You have, you, you're, you're a better friend. You know how hard it is for you to give advice to somebody when you're going through shit, hmm. right? So you see all of these kinds of ancillary benefits to, to, uh, to families staying together. So now you take a divorce. When, when divorce happens, you have uh, one family living a particular kind of lifestyle, right? Divorce happens, boom. Human nature will tell you they're going to, this person is going, the wife is going her separate way to her house to establish her community, her home. The husband is doing the same, right? Before they get married again, they're still going to try to live to the same standard of living. So now they're even more stressed because they're trying to keep up with what they did together. Now he's stressed and he's taking that stress to work. He's taking that stress on the bus. He's fussing at the at the that person that is just now getting the divorce is at the airplane counter fussing because his flight is delayed. Instead of just calling his wife saying, "Hey babe, I'm going to be late." Right? So all of these kind of ancillary effects when a, when a, when a, when a family is murdered, it affects the community. It affects those that are involved. It affects the families that are touching. So it's this kind of concentric effect that is happening from inner to out from the couple inner to the community outer that that we we have not considered because we're too so focused on wanting to just live our life the way we want to live it and a family just for context being murdered is the metaphor for divorce for divorce Mm -hmm. and it it, it truly is a death Mm -hmm. it is a death and it is an unfortunate death let me tell you the death is a crate what what this because this is what the death does you know, when you, I don't know if you've ever had anybody close to you pass away, but what they do is they have the family come to the, to the, to the, uh, to, to view the body before it's at a church or funeral home or whatever. Right. They do that to deal with the shock and to jumpstart the grieving process. Right. So when you get a divorce, you feel like the person is dead, but they're still walking around. Mm-hmm. So your body says they're dead. Your psyche, your mind, your mentals, everything says they're dead, but you see them dropping off the kids. Can you imagine that kind of mind? Like, your mama's dead. <laughs> my, my mother is dead, but she I see her sitting over there in the corner. That's going to drive me crazy. Yeah. It's worth it to try to And work then in the it. corner, living what looks like your best life, <laughs> right. that you couldn't you couldn't live that with Right, me. right. The, so the, mind, the mind... Uh, what that does to the mind, I'm trying to watch my language. What that does to the mind is um, can be um, can be very very challenging. 
So what, what what do we do to avoid that? Like how what what should a a, a couple really facing some real deal challenges? Mm-hmm. Like what should that what should be their the action steps be to get their marriage back on track? All right, can can I answer that question with a question? Sure. If you were diagnosed with prostate cancer, what would you do? Go to the doctor. First, that would be the first thing. Yeah. Right. Like, it, well, of course, if you're being diagnosed, the doctor has to do oh, the yeah. diagnosis they of the doctor, me. right? But you would you would develop a treatment plan. Yes. Y'all change, would come up collectively. You, you start doing research. Mm-hmm. You'd probably change your diet. Change my lifestyle. Right. You'd change your lifestyle. You'd uh, get probably a first and maybe second, maybe even third opinion. Probably start practicing a lot more gratitude for what you do got. Right. Come on, somebody. You see, right. you, what you've just described mm. is the treatment plan. Is the treatment plan for a couple going That's through right. the, the worst kind of hell that you mm-hmm. could possibly go through that would make you want to consider a divorce. But then you have some people, that's the beauty of what God has allowed us. Because before, now before I had, uh, uh, was diagnosed with cancer, I had open heart surgery in 2006. We were in absolute hell in 2006. We were in, we were in hell. I was, I was uh, laying in the bed in intensive care unit late at night. So, okay. Listening sure. to her talk to her lover. I could hear it. I'm laying in the bed. I got tubes everywhere. And the lover is calling asking how I'm doing, right? So you, so, you, so you push through hard shit, right? Right. But that wasn't the hardest shit. The hardest shit was when the nurse came into the room and said, okay, Mr. Austin, we're going to get you up and sit you in the chair. I had just, not too many hours before, gotten taken off the ventilator. I had tubes everywhere. And now she was asking to me what I thought to be impossible based on what my situation presented right. and how I was feeling. It's like, there's no way I can stand up right now. But guess what I did? Stood up. I stood up, pivoted, sat my butt in the chair, and they changed my blade and cleaned my bed up. And then they gave me a bath. But in my mind, I thought I couldn't do it. So you got a lot of people live in relationships in traumatic situations that think there's no way. I'm not even talking about spousal abuse or anything like that, but just emotionally challenging situations. And they're thinking, I can't make it. I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, yeah, you can. You can. And God allowed us to, me to go through, us to experience all of that so that we could look at somebody and say, yeah, yeah, no, nah, you, you think you can't do it, but you can do it. You don't want to do it. But this is the cards that are dealt to you. So do I lay in the bed and just waste away to nothing? Or do I get my ass up and sit in the chair? Mm-hmm. I got my ass up and that, sat in the chair. That's a scary, a scary thought for me to be in a vulnerable position where, you know, uh, sickness and having to depend on somebody else to help. Mm-hmm. But, you know, especially if it's nothing, it's nothing that you can do if you get diagnosed with, you know, some sort of illness. Mm-hmm. Um, but, sure, I'm, I'm very, you know, um, curious because a lot of times that can have an effect on the partner that's that's doing the, the caregiving. Mm-hmm. So at that point, where were you at emotionally that you, now you know you have this husband that you got to, you know, physically take care of? Like what was going th- going on with you emotionally? You talking about then or now? <laughs> you, no, well, I guess about, I guess at any point he, you have to, you know, you kind of got to hold that person up, you know, when they down. Okay, so 20 you're talking about 2016 um, when he got diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. Um yeah, I just went into go mode, like whatever mm. it was I needed to do. Um, you know, he would say, you know, you know, I'm sorry, like you didn't sign up for this. 
And I'm like, this is exactly what I signed up for. Wow. That's, that's the vow that I took in sickness and in health. And I know if I was in his shoes, you doggone right, I would expect him to be right there for me. I, I wouldn't expect anything less. Like, why would you leave me now that I'm not, you know, what I was 20 years ago, 15 years ago? So, I mean, for me, that just wasn't something that was, it was, wasn't a question. No of, question. No, literally. No. no. Now it, get, it gets stressful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a heavy weight to carry. But that's why I believe perspective is everything, mm-hmm. man. Right? Because if I had the perspective of, oh, this is so heavy. Why, do, why does it have to be? Listen, like to keep it a buck, my life now is not what I envisioned. Like I envisioned Shannon and I traveling and doing stuff together that we're just physically, it's just not, can we travel? Yeah. But we can't go parasailing. You know what I'm saying? We can't right, go climbing right. mountains. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just not where he is. And so I've had to change what I wanted and just be like, Shirley, like you can do it with your girlfriends, but you're just not going to be able to do it with your husband. And guess what? It wasn't something that he's doing to me. Right. So if he's not intentionally hurting me, why am I going to begrudge something? Mm. It just doesn't make any sense. And see, I, even now that I'm hearing some of the things that y'all went through, I just I just see why people fail in this shit. Because this shit hard. Because this, 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 <laughs> shit, this shit is like the hardest level of ever. I, listen, I'll rather the shit build, build Amazon before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, take some of this shit. On. And, and, and I'm going to be honest to you, too, man, because this. This kind of broke my heart too, because I, I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think every man's worst fear is their woman being in love with another man. Mm. At least mine. I think that's, you know, because I think too is especially with the type of man I am. I just look at my woman as my woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this is, and although it's not right to be possessive, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the OGs have said it ain't yours; it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I, I get I get all the concepts and mindsets. But at the end of the day, I'm I think that's someone like you said, I think you even said that's one of the hardest things for all of us to come back from. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to just even ask just the space, because first of all, for you, what space were you in at that point where you felt like that was something that at that point you needed to do to, I guess, make you whole? And what and for context, was it adultery or was it just this was the season of y'all's relationship where you could potentially have these other partners? No, no, it, it was adultery and it definitely wasn't for me to be whole. But I did feel it was an escapism and it was what I thought would bring peace. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so interesting. Dated multiple people throughout my life. Um and was faithful in very unhealthy relationships and was faithful. And now I find myself married in what, seven, eight years later, I'm, I'm in an affair. And what happened was with Shannon's pornography and his affairs, it just broke me. And I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to show you that I can do you better than you can do you. Mm. And, it's weird, y'all, because it was like something literally just clicked in my brain. And I just shut off this, and I was like, boom. And I just was focused elsewhere. And, you know, that's just how I dealt with my pain. 
unfortunately. Wow. Yeah. And, and I guess it takes strength on both sides because I know what that feels like as a man. If you're in a place where you're vulnerable, you know, the woman that you love and you've been fighting for mm-hmm. um, and building with mm-hmm. has, you know, also went and made that decision. What did you have to do anything or like how, what place did you have to go to? to get that level of forgiveness, to, to, to forgive. Was there something that you did? Was it easy? Was it tough? To forgive her? Yes. No, um, it was very easy, actually. Um, um, but it was, it was, once again, it was God, man. Um, I, I remember I was coming, I, I had just come from my doctor's appointment finding out that I had to have open heart surgery, that she, it was after that appointment that she, she came clean about everything that was going on, the questions that I was asking. And, um, she told me, I broke down, I broke down literally. I mean, right. it was just the waterworks was just crazy. Um, and, um, but I heard God clearly say, if you cannot forgive her, don't ask me for forgiveness. Like, don't, don't even think about coming to me and asking me to forgive you for your mess if you're not willing to forgive her for her mess, right? And so I immediately understood that voice saying, don't be a hypocrite. You, you, you've done things that have not been cool in this relationship. Now all of a sudden it's over because something has been, you know, someone has treated you, she treated you in a way that you've been treating her, mm-hmm. right? So I immediately got myself together. She'll tell you, immediately I got myself together and I was like, we, we, we'll get through this, we'll work through this. But she wasn't interested at the time. She was just like, whatever, you do do you. I'm, I'm about to do me. Got it. You do you, do whatever you feel like doing because uh, I'm done. And I had to work through that. And um, the hardest thing was, you ever got a spanking? and But you was really sorry for what you did, but you got the spanking anyway, mm-hmm. right? You, and, and you might have been pleading, like, I'm sorry. Like, I really am sorry. Yeah, you're sorry, but you're going to get this work, right? That was, that was me and God. I was sorry, man. I was sorry that I had done the things that I had done. I had sorry I didn't have the courage to, to come to her, and, 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 I, and I did it in, a, in such a clandestine way. But um, but uh, the, the only thing that I could do was to put myself in the spirit of forgiveness. And it made it very, very easy to see her for being a human just like me. So based on you guys' experience, do you think it's possible for a couple to be married 20 plus years and remain faithful for the entire marriage, being that you got all these ups and downs and emotional things and, and challenges going on? It's definitely possible. possible yes. I've seen, we've it's seen it. Possible. Absolutely. Wow. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. It's definitely possible. And is it also, is it ever a time where separating and getting with another person could actually be a healthy part of the relationship? Never. No. Not well, not, no. not being married. No, not being so, so introducing somebody else into another relationship, that's never a healthy option. Like, when you, you, are, you, are you speaking from a polyamorous perspective? No, 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 or? no. I mean, no, just, just traditional monogamy. Like, if even if y'all get separated, for example, y'all say, y'all say hey, look, I want to be. And by the way, do y'all believe in separation? Um, we Getting believe in spending time apart. Okay. It's healthy. And in that time apart, you don't believe it's right at all? To no, it's dangerous. Very, very dangerous to introduce um, to introduce someone else into a situation that's not healed and not whole. Because you're not how where where's the healing, right? If you're sep if you're separated with the intent to get back together, 
why would you introduce somebody? Because your focus is still not on this. Mm -hmm. Your focus is now on somebody else. So if the goal is we need to separate because this is just too toxic, this is too unhealthy, you separate, but I don't want to divorce you. So then you take that time to figure out what's in you that will not allow you to whatever, humble Mm -hmm. yourself, Mm -hmm. go get the help, whatever it is that keeps you guys from being in a healthy space because you're part of the problem. That makes sense. So you even separating with intent. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to 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 be to be arbitrarily separated and this to, to decide to to mix and mingle during that time and that space apart, all that does is add insult to injury. You're already you're already damaged and 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 are in the situation that you're in for 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 reasons that you might not even understand. So not to take that time to 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 now. And then put yourself in a position to have now developed feelings for someone else. Right. And introduce mistrust because 100%, if you go back to the marriage, now we're asking, well, who are you with? What did you do with that person? Well, how do you feel about that person? Those are the dangerous questions. That makes sense. Those are the real dangerous questions. Like, Like the mistake, the mistake, the mistake, oh, the biggest mistake I made was asking asking her specifics. I shouldn't have asked because I didn't want to know. They didn't change anything. You just and, hurt yourself, and it just hurt me, right? So that's why I just like you know going through phones, like asking questions. How was it? Was he better than me? Was she this? Was he that? Like these are things that are just you know, put your head down and run. Let, let me ask you this because because you know you hear that you know men and women cheat for different reasons so for a woman it's emotional for a man it's, it's purely physical so it's just you know for a man it's just over after you know soon as it's, soon as it's done but when i was thinking about this if if you were married it's all really an affair right because you just don't go out if you're a married man you just don't go out and have sex one time it's all a relationship right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that is that accurate that it's not just a cheating and it's folk? not just physical for men i mean it's you not, can talk uh, yeah, about yeah, that yeah, but yeah. i hate when People say that like oh it's just it's not oh yeah yeah we're we, the, not for all men gotcha. I, I I think for there are some people that have um uh, that focus sexually like uh, they have a certain focus and need sexually mm. right and they, and there's disorders for that right um uh, nymphomania like mm-hmm. there, there, there's certain types of quote unquote disorders but generally speaking I I don't think men uh, choose to cheat choose to be sexual with another woman purely for the physics of it. Purely for the physics of it. That's a fallacy pretty much. In my opinion. (laughs) Okay. There's some people that would totally disagree. They feel like, hey, I'm doing this. I'm just whatever. But there's some effect. You might not see it. Mm. It might be termite or, or, or water damage for you. But you, it'll, it'll reveal itself. And when it reveals itself, you have to, you have, you'll see whether or not, this is going to uh, 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 affect, you know, your your how how valuable you are as a as a human, right? Because that's that's how y'all emote, like for real, for real. And you know, your woman is like right there with you. Like everything else matters, but when she wants to get down with you sexually, like that's that validation, that's that acceptance. And when you're not getting that, a man, he's he's like. I need to find somebody to give me that because I need that validation. I need that acceptance. That's emotional. That's not just physical. When it keeps happening, it's a reoccurring thing. Now there's a deficit that's going on in him emotionally. 
right? So at, at the end of the day, many times we cheat because there is a deficit going on. We're not just seeking some sexual, physical fulfillment. How we deal with that deficit, that's the problem. What are the, some of the indicators of that deficit so you won't go to the point of uh, adultery? Like, what are some things that, you know, might pop out that you're like, okay, I need to get this in check because if I don't, it might end up in an affair. Thinking about other people, just outside of being in the bedroom and it pops you in the head, just thinking about other people, thinking thinking the worst of your spouse. Mm-hmm. Like when, when, thinking when, the worst. when you can't see, like, like you said, that gratitude, that is so important. Like, y'all better get in a state of gratitude, (laughs) for real, because you need to think of all the reasons why you married them in the first place. Those reasons still exist. And you need to think of they're not, why you're not experiencing that. It has something to do with you, not just them. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I get exactly what you mean. And it's like. And that's why I always ask people to really consider, like, did you marry an evil person? Mm -hmm. Or did you marry people that are humans, Mm -hmm. right? Because humans make mistakes. But when you're standing there at the altar, that's that's the purest intent. You might be nervous. You might be like second. Like you always have cold. You kind of get cold feet because you're like, am I making the right decision? You want to make the right decision. But generally speaking, man, that altar is the pure place. If you can get back, that's why, um, you know, getting a videographer to capture a wedding is so key. Not just so. Uh, so when it's tough, you can go back and say. Okay, you can go back to the purest intent that you had, which was to share your life and to experience this this wonderful thing called life with with this person, right? And if we don't, if we we act like that didn't, if if we don't have that reference, we don't have anything to go back to. So thank God we do have our memories that we could go back and say, man, this this that's why we ask couples, when did it start going bad? Because if you don't have a reference of any 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 moment, it is it, 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 we got we're fighting an uphill battle. Mm. If you can't even think of, or you can't have a, a clear mark of delineation from when things from when things went were good to when things went bad. And listen, one of the biggest indicators is what your spouse is saying. But see, we look at that as oh, they complain and there they go complaining again. Oh, she just nagging. That is a massive indicator. If I'm nagging about the same thing, if I'm complaining about the same thing, hello, right, R- right? right, something's missing. Like, pay attention to that. Faucets drip for a reason. The Bible says a, a nagging wife is like a dripping faucet. But faucets drip for a reason. Do you need to change a washer? <laughs> Do you need something needs to be attended to? Even though it is a nag, it is it gets on your nerves, but let's bring attention to what is needed so that we can address it and move on. Shannon would say, um, um, you know, if you just treated me like you treated the boys, we wouldn't even have half the problems that we have. You know what I would say? You a grown-ass man. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to treat you like <laughs> you not no kid, but he is. You're a kid. You're a kid in a grown man's body. Mm. What you wanted as a little boy from your mothers, that's what you want from your women. You want your woman to look at you and be like, that's my man. When <laughs> I look at my two sons, look at my boys. Oh, you mommy's babies. You know what I'm saying? You want your woman to look at you like, ain't nobody going to violate this because he got my back. My boys, touch them. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> you mess with their mama, it's gonna be a real You know what I'm saying? You want your women to encourage you and lift you up. You come home, you wanna have a safe place to lay your head. 
my boys, baby, you got this. You can do it. Like, I'm pouring life into them. She messing up. She messing it up for some young lady out here. Life. Because they try, them to try to, if they try to replicate what they experienced at home, a lot of that ain't out there. It's tough on. It's just gonna be tough. I'm talking about for everything the love, the emotional, uh, um, the, the emotional, um, support, the food. And <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately <laughs> as, it's going as, on. as mothers, unfortunately, that's what we do, though. We put so much energy into our children. Mm-hmm. And then we wonder why we're having issues in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Man, we, can have, we got first to have a all, part two or something. First of all, I damn sure ain't ready for marriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit, so, like, is there, be is there like honest a, about it. Man, so, is there a practice course or something know, we can <laughs> take before or something? It, 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 but, well, see, that's, here's the thing. The, this is the crazy part. There's only one thing that prepares you for being married. Mm-hmm. Wanna know what it is? Let me think about that. The one thing that prepares you mm-hmm. for being married. Is it your is it your spiritual discipline? Is it Mm-mm. what is it? Marriage. Damn, <laughs> Damn I was about to say something crazy. Yeah. Trick yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Marriage wow. prepares you. That's the only thing. That's the only thing, man. I mean, who 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 prepares you for uh, I said this on Jeremy's podcast. Who prepares you for um, open heart surgery, cancer, congestive heart failure, cancer again, and everything that's associated with that? Where is that manual? Where is that preparation? And that's if you make it to that point. I mean, because that's that's longevity you guys got that's to long, have. Yeah, and, 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 and we're and, not even making it that far. And yeah. look. We can't even we can't even front about it was intentional that we stayed together. We stayed together because we couldn't afford to be apart. But I think that God, because of the people that we are, God was like, I, I need y'all to have that strength and the courage to go through this hell I'm going to put you through, because there are going to be some other people that need that are going to go through hell. Maybe not exactly the same hell, but similar hell. It's going to be people, and we need. I need them to be able to point to somebody. Mm-hmm. Marriage Inc. is needed, man, because I'm just like, I mean, what we got to do to help y'all get to a million couples because <laughs> everybody needs a couples coach because I'm even thinking about that, like how many people in long-term healthy relationships are in my life. Mm. And, and think about this, though. All the things that they said they done been through, I've heard on multiple occasions, so many people in our culture nowadays be like, oh, if I experience that, I'm gone. Yep. Oh, if yeah. I experience this, I'm gone. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Or if they do this, I'm gone. We've developed this very low tolerance yeah. for <laughs> just anything. We, we've developed Sickness. a low tolerance for other people's sh- shortcomings. Right. We want people to tolerate us. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we want you to have, I want you to have a whole lot of tolerance for me. But when it, now when I'm sinning against you, Oh, nah. That's the, that's the ultimate sin. <laughs> right. When you sin against... See, that's, that's, see, people be hypocrites, man. Let me tell you. God... I'm sorry. Um, uh, so, so if you believe... If, you, if, if, if you're, if you're uh, uh, a, a Jewish, a Christian, or a Muslim, the monotheistic, major monotheistic religions, right? You, at some point in time, you believe in sin or doing something that God is displeased with, right? And But it's okay... In relationships, look, it's okay that she do something to someone else. So if she lies to someone else, I might I might pull a coattail and say, "Baby, you shouldn't have done that." But if she if she cheat on her taxes, so we can get some extra money. <laughs> if she if like if she does something that she should not be like, as long as it's not against me, 
I'm good. good. Right. You're good. Do whatever you feel like doing. It is once that person sins against me that now I have a problem. Yet, the God that we pray to all the time and ask for forgiveness, we could just do anything we want to do and expect for that forgiveness to come. That's oxymoronic. It's, it's hypocritical to not, to, to not expect um, from you. I believe we're all the sinners, right? I believe you're a sinner. What I expect you to do is sin. And if it's against me, I give you grace and mercy. And that's why when we take the vows, we really don't know what we're saying, right? Have clearly no clue. We, mm. we really don't. Um, you know, marriage literally is the one relationship that will bring out the darkest side of you, side that you didn't even know existed. <laughs> your spouse will bring that out more than anybody, your parents, your friends. You guys will see parts of you that you didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. Marriage is from a spiritual construct. It is to help build your character and marriage will help build your character like no other relationship. If you can get through that, you're going to see a side of you that will blow your Mm -hmm. mind. You will just see life in a different way. You will see people in a different way. Mm -hmm. You will see love and forgiveness in a different way. But you have to get to that point. That means you're going to have to push through that tough time, mm-hmm. those tough times. You're going to have to knock down that internal wall that you have, which is what that's painful. We don't want to do that, right? Because that's being vulnerable. Right. That's allowing somebody to get come in. But that's what love is. Love is saying, I'm literally going to open myself up and allow you to come in and do whatever you want to do. Because if you do anything short of that, you're not going to experience love on the level that you can. That Christ love, that pure love, it's not. And that's what marriage marriage gives you. So you have that one side where it is hell. But when you get through all them kinks mm-hmm. and you build your character and strengthen your character and you get to that other side, peace and freedom. Mm. Got to put your running shoes on. Man, well, goddamn. I, I, I've never, I, I mean, I've never felt like I've really. Um, <laughs> Y'all got Tasha scared of shit. No, <laughs> really. Like, honestly, like, I really do feel like I just had a full-on coaching session just now. I don't know if I've ever felt like that right after a show. And it's like, it's funny because I'm having so many flash. Like, while I'm listening to y'all, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, you know, my parents' marriage mm-hmm. and, like, their divorce mm-hmm. and all the things that they went through. And these other marriages that I've seen. It's just like I'm just kind of seeing it because in some ways, everybody's experiencing similar problems. Like you could probably even put these problems in a box that what everybody's pretty much facing. It's in the vows, right? In happiness and health, richer for poor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You all facing these, these, these different things. And being able to really make it through that with somebody is truly, truly incredible. Because I'm also a part of the generation that's just non-tolerant with the BS right now. Like I'm... It's so funny. If a problem come up, you know, in the, in the life of entrepreneurship or business, I'm like, oh, yeah, we got to get this shit solved. A problem come up in the life of a woman, I'm like, I got to get rid of this girl. <laughs> she getting on, get on my goddamn nerves. I gotta feel, it ain't, <clears throat> the same tenacity to get that shit solved is not there. Right. So I can imagine I'm not going to be ready for marriage until I develop that same level of grit and tenacity that I have in my entrepreneurship life. Mm-hmm. Mm for that for that part of my life 
because it's just no option. It's, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible for me to fail in this entrepreneurship because that's just not even an option for mm-hmm. me. Mm. But but that's the same thing you said. But you hear you said, what you're once talking you about? Make the decision. Absolutely, you made the decision. Yeah. I made the decision. All the ships are burnt. This this <laughs> has to work. And I I guess now I know when I'm gonna be ready. Yeah. And when, I'm when I'm at that point mm, for mm-hmm. that part of my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm never mm-hmm. giving counsel to. I'm, I'm like it, somebody talking about marital problems. I'm shutting the hell up. Cause I don't even I don't I'm not even qualified to give counsel. Yeah, Ryan's advice is usually hey, you need to get rid of us. But now, but that's now, Ryan's counsel to marital problems. That is my counsel. That is my counsel. So well, I'm well, ashamed now. I'm hey, ashamed listen, now. No, no, no. That shouldn't be that. You, you shouldn't be ashamed because there's some people you need to get rid of. Mm. There's some people right. that come into that's your life. No, 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 like, no, that's, yeah. his own, that's his only solution. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna chill now. I'm, I'm gonna just send them to Marriage Inc. That's it. <laughs> well, well, we'll take them. It's gonna cost them, but it'll. No, but please listen, because I know it's some people watching this right now that need y'all in their life. Immediately. Please tell them where they can get you when they need to get you in their life. Well, here's the challenge, though, now, because we, we, well, at, at Marriage Inc. everywhere, right? Excellent. But we are, we are, we are moving from, a, we're moving from a space of, of, of we definitely, individual coaching is, is, is diminishing on our list of things to do. Couples coaching. And I want to tell you why. Because folks are not serious, bro. Folks are not serious. Really? Folks do not care. No, no, no. And they bring, we are two empaths. And you and, and they bring and they dump this stuff. Mm. And then we're like, okay, do this, 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 this. They're not even taking notes. Some, not all. Some, not even taking notes. Some not taking it serious. If I told you I could help you we could do. We could spend a week with you and your lady friend um, off in Turks and Caicos alone, just the two of us, for seven days of seven days of marital work, and it'll cost you $50,000. You would look at me like I was crazy. Mm. You would not. We'd be like, okay. First thing you do is you say, okay, we, we can, who can we find that's cheaper? Mm-hmm. Right, so that right there lets me know that now there's a value placed on something that's invaluable. Facts. If I could, if I could share something with you that would make you a ten-figure earner, but in ten years, that would revolutionize your life. Would it be worth fifty grand? More. It's and light. It's, it's immediate. It's light. That's right? light. That's light. See? Right. People, People don't, don't think, that. think that about marriage. Wow. Not about, not, not, and I guarantee you, if your marriage relationship is right, you will be a, a 10 figure earner. But without a right relationship, you still could be a 10 figure earner. You just be miserable. That's what we've heard from some of the most successful, you know, men that we've had on the show. Mm-hmm. They all are like, hey, marriage is the way to go. It really is. They single men? Or they men that have been married, but no, are, no men that are married. The men, men that the men, men that, that are married. Got you. Like the, I would say, would you say that the most successful men we've had have been married men? Looking back at it, mm-hmm. I would say so. Mm-hmm. I would say so. And they all, you know, they all advocate for it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's something about that. It's something about when you when you find someone who you can be on one accord with, you 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 feel like you can run through a brick wall. Mm-hmm. You feel like you could do anything. And 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 you tend to you tend to do it. I look at some of, and I'm, and this doesn't mean that the marriage is perfect, right? right? We got to dismiss that 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 
misnomer that a marriage has to be perfect. Marriage doesn't have to be perfect. A marriage is not two people being perfect. A marriage is two people just trying to work together to figure it out. And willingness. Just and willing to figure it out. Yeah. That's all. That's that's what a successful situation is. And so folks, um, especially young ones, I, I call I call you guys, I put you guys, I say the young ones when I'm, I, I'm, it's a Jedi reference for those that are not, that are Padawans, right? right. The young ones, <laughs> right? I say, I say, y'all, y'all, y'all got to. Y'all gotta start investing in y'all, y'all investing in all these funnels and and, <laughs> and 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 these you know these different entrepreneurial ventures that are that are amazing and and, and wonderful. But y'all ain't putting <laughs> the same time into the most important relationship that you could possibly have. The time and energy is not happening, and it's jacking y'all up. And it used to be just men was just focused on that, but now it's men and women. Oh man, we all we all invested. Everybody in trying to get the bag. <laughs> Everybody trying to get the bag. Everybody trying to get the bag, and we gonna be all jacked up, right? A society of, of people that had a bag, but they just right. broke down, yeah. can't can't come together, can't get through tough stuff. Mm-hmm. Single parenthood, man, and you can't even look pass at the down richest the bag. men in the world mm-hmm. are Bezos, Dre. Like uh, the list, um, um, uh, 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 um, Microsoft man, um, Gates. Bill Gates, Bill Gates. How are these people? But if you ask them, I bet you, I bet you, they can't tell you how much time they spent on their actual marriage. And 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 I call it. Long time ago, I did a video on this. Long when we first started doing YouTube videos back in uh, 2010, 2011, and I did this video, and I was asking, what's are, are, what's your ROI? Mm. You spent. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, a hundred thousand dollars on a wedding, but you haven't spent nothing on your marriage. Mm-hmm. I saw someone. I forget. I don't know if it was uh, Ash Cash or I forget who it was uh, uh, on y'all platform. He was talking about this. It was like um, spending a thousand dollars a month on marriage enrichment. Ain't nobody doing that, <laughs> right? But people will spend. People are in courses and. And 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 get off, caught up in these funnels, and saying, "Okay, I want this," and want to see that. You know. So I imagine that you guys have done, have had other coaches in your lives to help you all get to wherever you want to be, right? Right. Right. Ha, ha, have you? Have you? Ha, I would imagine you spent a decent amount of money on this coaching. We Absolutely. got goals. Absolutely. We got like we actually celebrated spending over how much? Over fifty thousand this year on person on personal development specifically for business. It was right. like a, we celebrated spending that much money on for we celebrated. Yeah, right. But yet. You kicking them out the house. <laughs> you kicking them out. Hey, Ryan's hey, well, kicking them out. What hey, you about to do? You're not. <laughs> right. What you doing for the rest of the day? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like you, 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 like you, you going through them. Like you, it's like it's like it's a revolving door, and it don't need. You spend, and, and I'm not saying with us or whatever. You spend and focus um, uh, information, uh, your, your knowledge and information base. On on get on being the best husband that you could possibly be. I got to make sure I get y'all books too. I didn't bring. I didn't think to bring books. We need those, we need those and everything books. for the three please, of y'all. Please, um, but you know, it, your your dedication needs to be to be the most amazing husband that you could possibly be. I guarantee you that you will see the financial benefits of being that kind of man if you focus on being that kind of man. But if you don't focus on being that kind of man you'll never become that kind of man. And then you'll still be chasing something that 
you should be able to be putting on your back burner. Like uh, my, she is not, now she's not, she's not somebody, something I have to put, she is always on the front burner on medium. <laughs> and sometimes I got to turn it down and sometimes I got to crank it up, but she's never in the freezer and I got to thaw her out. <laughs> right. So I need y'all to put yourselves in a position and the people that you influence, the men on the, that, that are watching this podcast, that your, your target audience, 50 some odd thousand of them, at least from an Instagram perspective. I don't know what your viewership 70, is. 70,000. Right? Correction. And growing and growing. Correction. <laughs> right? But on your viewership, you, you guys got to encourage this aspect is more important than anything. Literally more important than anything that they will ever do. It is like going into the joint or going into the gym and never squatting. <laughs> Don't make sense. Wow. Never squatting. Right? It's like, but you see this beautiful, this this hole, and people looking at you like, oh, boy, boy, that tie, you see that tie? That is fine as all get out. Yeah, but just touch him on his, on, on his shoulder, and he'll tip right over. Right? All you got to do is hit him with one good, solid punch. And he's done. And his, because his legs are not there. Right. Right. So this is what that aspect of you is like not being symmetrical as a man. That's what made Arnold Schwarzenegger so amazing. He was symmetrical. Yep. Right. Lou Ferrigno was always bigger than Arnold. But to back, to legs, to calves, to arms, you couldn't touch him because he was symmetrical. You are out of symmetry when you don't focus, when you focus more on entrepreneurship more on community development, more on everything other than preparing yourself to be the best husband you possibly could be. Mm -hmm. Damn. Because if you are the best husband you could possibly be, you will be good at all of that other stuff. You're a hell of a man. Mm -hmm. Hell of a man. Shit. We got work to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we got to put those funnels on the back burner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm quite sure y'all have the funnels uh, operating. Someone operate. I'm not saying stop your business, but let's now let's let, keep doing what you're doing there. But now let's let's start lifting heavy shit. No, man. Listen, I I am. Man, I'm I'm inspired. And as a matter of fact, you actually I don't think you finished this. You said that you stopped. Uh, when you're telling your audience what you're offering, you said you stop doing the one-on-one. -on -one. What what are you guys doing? Oh, no, no, no. We, we still do one-on-one. But we're, we've been only for high-paying clients. We've been having conversations about because folks just, just don't transitioning, seem to. Transitioning. Yeah. Folks don't tend to. They don't tend to take it serious when when there's no skin in the game. It's just really they they just. So for, what we but do. we but we have well okay so we have our community right which is um, you go to the the Instagram at Marriage Inc. You go to uh, the website marriageinc.us, and um, and you will see how to join our community. A community is we meet. Um, uh, it's it is a group marriage enrichment or relationship enrichment environment. It's not just for married folks, but excuse me, it's 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 there for folks who are who are married, seriously considering marriage, or want to prepare themselves for it. And so um, that's there. Um, and then um, next year we are in we are in negotiations for planning a conference next year um, uh, that will be in in October. We just need that before we release it. Um, we need we got to do some fine tuning on on, on a couple of different things. 
But yeah, we're we're offering more, especially as we come out of the pandemic. We we didn't off, we did a lot of stuff virtually because uh, I was considered a person that was at risk. I wasn't getting out. So right. me being here, like without my mask, without that's me. That's me pushing through fears that I have, right? But um, we are we we are dedicated to you know moving into more in person stuff and just working with people who are serious. Like they, you got to be serious. And we want to reach more people. That's why we want to transition from right. the one on one because we really want to just be able to reach more people through workshops, conferences, retreats. Things of that nature. They need it. And I, and I can imagine hanging out with y'all for a week in Turks and Caicos. That's probably crazy because it's, well, it's two OGs. Everybody going to be cutting off their side chicks after that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you right. <laughs> Listen, the side chick. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's a whole other conversation. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but, right, no, right. but but hanging out, you know, the, the, the like being in per, like we just did an impromptu um, mm-hmm. um, um, kind of intensive with a couple. And man, that that was it was it was it was heavy. It's heavy. Bro. It's, heavy. it's work. It's we it we call a, it was we a dis- week. We were at their house for a week. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and it um, was impromptu. It wasn't something that was expected, but mm-hmm. it, happened. it happened. And like, what get we y'all were ass over here. This shit going crazy right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I need y'all. But what we were able to do was we were able to see the difference when you when 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 people are in your environment. And you can see the subtle, you can see the nonverbals, you can see all of these different things. Because we've been on the phone with them since May, mm. right? But now we were with them for a week, so we were able, like Shannon said, to see. We were able to see, and now we were able to coach. coach the fundamental stuff we were coaching was still solid and basic, oh, yeah. but now we were able to fine-tune, right? Mm-hmm. So they're just, when we were, we're, we're actually discussed maybe even doing that as a, um, as a thing for couples, but it, it is it, it it can only once again be for people who are serious about marriage enrichment, and 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 um and <laughs> Rod, I'm gonna ride you, I'm gonna ride you, bro. Hey Q, send send me Rod's phone number right now. <laughs> send me both of their phone numbers right now. We gonna have a group chat because that'd be fun. Um, because there's just some 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 man stuff I would love to have like conversation with you guys just to be able to pour you know some of this gray hair into <laughs> so y'all don't have to get the gray hair. We need that though. We need that for real. <laughs> and hearing mm-hmm. him kicking them out the house like. Let me tell you, man. I, I appreciate you guys coming onto the show and blessing the platform with this much needed wisdom. I am inspired. I'm enlightened. I'm encouraged, and I'm sure the audience is as well. And listen. I have a good feeling it's not the last time Sneaky. y'all going to be seeing these two Sneaky here Guaranteed. on this <laughs> show. I got a good feeling about that. But listen, I appreciate you guys for tuning into another episode of Harley Initiated. We are out. <laughs>